Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. I'm going to talk about the beauty and the power of unity today. It's a subject that I believe is a loving reminder uh, from Jesus to us. Um, and I'm going to hopefully paint a picture in the next few minutes of, of uh, why it's so valuable, so necessary, and so good that we experience God's unity. And uh, as you remember, you know, just a little over a week ago, we, we had the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And I specifically remember where I was standing when I realized what was happening, and probably most of you did too. But, you know, in the days and weeks to come, I remember specifically that we saw a lot of unity in this nation that we weren't used to. We saw people on this side of the aisle and this side of the aisle joining up. And uh, we saw employers and employees taking a stand together, supporting this country. We saw teachers and students and people that typically could, you know, experience a little bit of tension between them. We saw them unified like I've never seen before in this country. And it was beautiful. However, that unity was forced on this nation from an outside presence. And uh, that, that was a sad thing. And, and so this unity that God brings and that God actually gives us is so much better, so much more beautiful, so much more powerful. And, uh, and I'm really, really excited about this message. You know, the world craves unity. I prefer to get along with people. Do you prefer that? I prefer to get along with people. It's so much nicer to go about my day and just get along. And, and, uh, but listen to the definition of unity. It's the, the quality or state of not being multiple. So that gives me the impression that that means singular. Singular. And I want to tell you this morning, you sitting in this place, you watching online, you're a part of something bigger. Right? You're a part of something bigger. And that is what matters to us. You know, we saw that beautiful, beautiful unity in this, in this country 20 years ago, but this beauty and power of God's unity is, is just amazing, magnificent. Listen to this in Psalm 133. I'm going to read a few verses. Is that okay? Anybody like the Bible? Yeah, you do. Come on. <clears throat> Listen to this. Behold, how good, this is David, how good and how pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It's like the dew of Hermon from Mount Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Life forevermore. How good, how pleasant it is for us to dwell <laughs> In unity. You know what that word unity uh, in the scripture in the Hebrew means? It means to sit down or settle. Sit down or settle. You know, you ever experience things in life where you got to kind of, you feel like you need to run? Feel like you need, you need to go somewhere else and you need to up and just get out because this is not okay. This, whatever's happening is not okay. Well, this is a different place. I'm going to call this Camp Unity. I want to be, I want you to be, God wants you to be at Camp Unity. Maybe you've wandered outside the, the, the edge of the camp, Unity, if you get me. Maybe worries and, and you know, frustrations with people around you and employers and 
the financial market, anything can, can make us worry and have us drift off course. But it's our job, and, and you'll see in a minute, it's our job to, to maintain because unity is ours. It is ours. I'll, I'll paint it in just a moment. It's our job to sit down and settle or remain in unity and not drift off course because, honestly, it's promised to you. God's unity as in this house, in the church as a whole, is promised to you. It's a promise. So I've only got a couple of things for you to remember. If you're taking notes, write this down. Unity is more than just showing up together. It's an attitude. It's, it's bigger than us just showing up together and sitting by the same people we sit by every week. It is an attitude that we have to have. It, it, it is within us to make, uh, to make this harmony happen because it's what God's given us. Maybe you're, asking this, you're, maybe you're asking yourself or you're asking me this morning in your head, what are you talking about? What is this unity you speak of? Right? Or, or maybe, maybe you know what unity is, godly unity, but you feel like you're not there and you need to know how to get there. Well, I'm going to help you this morning because Paul talks about this several times in the New Testament. And it, it's really important that you remember it is a state that we live from. It's not a place we're trying to get to. It's a state we live in. It's, it's, this is life for us. This is godly unity. Is our, it's our right. It's for us. Listen to this. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 in the Passion Translation. says Paul says, As a prisoner of the Lord, I plead with you to walk holy in a way that's suitable for your high rank, given to you in your divine calling. Here we go. Everybody take a deep breath. And say, I love you, Pastor Derek. With tender humility and quiet patience, always demonstrate gentleness and generous love toward one another. Smile, put your, let me see your pearly whites. Oh, always demonstrate, always demonstrate, always demonstrate. Because it gets better, especially toward those who may try your patience. Listen, I'm going to tell you, I may have said this a few weeks back, but when I first got back into church and started dating her and, uh, and, and actually heard the Lord speak to me and cultivated this relationship with God, he, he would most often tell me when to shut up more than he told me what to say. He said, look, we need to start here for a second. I need to tell you when to back off, when to close your mouth, and then later we'll work on the things that you need to say. I said, okay, Lord, thank you, thank you, right? especially toward those who may try your patience. And here's the reason. Be faithful to guard the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit among you in the bonds of peace. So we're, we're bound together by God's peace and unity. It's our job to just keep it. Like, don't, don't, don't drift off and, and let the frustration... Listen, I know we get frustrated. I know we get hurt. I know we, I know we say things we don't want to say, but don't, let, don't camp there. Get back to Camp Unity, right? Camp Unity's got the best campfire, the, the best cots with air mattresses or whatever is okay. That's glamping, I guess. But this, this is talking about the, the, the sweet harmony of the Spirit, folks. This is ours. This is what God has for you. If you're living in turmoil this morning, I want you to know that His peace is yours. His peace is for you. 
And it's just our job just, okay, let me drift back over here to camp unity. Okay, let me think about people in a different light. Let me express love to them. Let me say things that are acceptable to them. Let me change someone's perspective by what I do and say. A little bit of positive pressure this morning. Positive pressure. Or we can go on and, and live the same lives in, in frustration and making people upset. And then what is that going to do? That's not going to do anything. We'll get to a, a different point later. Okay, do all that is within you to guard this precious unity. Paul talks in Romans 14 and 15. Paul is so great because he's very like, he's very black and white. And I need that. Like I need a pattern if Paul says, do this, don't do this, I'm like, okay, I got you. I, I'm good. I got you, right? And, and he says in 14 and 15, he's talking, about, uh, he's talking about how we treat each other as brethren, as believers. And in 14, there's a whole lot of, hey, listen, uh, this is the Derek Miller paraphrase translation. He says, cut each other some slack. Because everybody's not at the same level spiritually, okay? So those that are down here, Let's not drive them away with divisive talk and thinking about why does the Bible say this particular word? And uh, uh, like that's overwhelming to somebody that's spiritual, spiritually down here, right? Let's let's lead them and love them and bring them up to a different place, so that we can be joined in this unity, this beauty of this unity. And a big part of that and he talks about this in 14, the latter part of 14 and 15, is really mm, not judging others. <clears throat> I said not judging others. Uh, is this, you good? Yeah. Tony got me? Um, but but instead, instead, he says, do what you can do to live peaceably and in harmony with others, yeah. right? Because it matters, listen, it matters what the people that don't know Jesus, it matters how they see us. We want them to see us, well, I'm ahead of myself. We want them to see us in a positive light. And this is how we can paint that light. We all stay over here in Camp Unity, like-minded, heading the same place, trusting the same Jesus, believing the same promises. Listen to this, Romans 15, verse 7. You will bring God glory when you accept... <clears throat> And welcome one another as partners. That doesn't say as underling or minion. It says as partners. Let's link up arm in arm and be partners. Let's not think less of someone, not even in our minds. Let's think that God values them as much as he values me. Because we're partners in this thing. Listen, I need partners. I ain't going to make it through life without her. Let me tell you, it would have been bad. I'd have been on the news or something. I mean, it would have been bad if she's not here. I need a partner. Does that make sense to you? Listen, when Max, Max is almost 11, you guys, 11 years old, crazy. In our house, when, when Max was born, our house had this beautiful unity. Sophie and Pierce were a few years old. We had this beautiful unity going. Everything was great. And then mom and dad had, mom actually, <laughs> had a baby. And, uh, and we brought Max home, and what do you think happened? Pierce thought, well, hey, 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 whoa, whoa, where did this unity go? Because you're busting up my normal. You feel me? You understand? You're, you're messing with what I'm used to, 
when you bring this other human into this house to live here. And, and I remember it was our job as parents to remind everyone that they're loved, that they're all valued, because they're always trying to play, you know, each other against us and whatever. Who do you love more, mom? Who do you love the most, mom, dad? It's our job as parents to remind them that they're loved and that this is a place of unity. This is what we have here. And listen, if, you, if for a second you're frustrated, it's okay. Come on back to Camp Unity. Come on back to Camp Unity. It's okay. We'll welcome you back with open arms. No shame, no condemnation. Unity requires that you see others like God sees them. That's, that's the point. It really requires that you see those people. What did the scripture say a minute ago? Uh, especially toward those who may try your patience. Especially toward those who may try your patience. It requires that you see them in the same way God sees them, which is worthy and valuable and loved. Right? Not judging them for what they've done or not done. Listen, it's, it's, the way we see others is crucial. You know, it, it's, honestly, it's really easy for us as believers to see the unbeliever. Oh, they need Jesus. I hope we need, they need some help. They need the love of Jesus. They need, but then when it comes to the people that are with us in the church, we, oh, oh, they really need Jesus. You know, because we get frustrated. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm saying let's stay in camp unity. So we, those emotions, you know, emotions lie to you. You know that, right? Emotions lie. I mean, they go high and low and high and low. And the truth never fails. The truth never fails. So we camp here. It requires us to see people like God sees them. If you're taking notes, number two, say number two. Unity doesn't originate with your Love for others, it originates or, or it stems from your relationship with Jesus. And I'm going to say some things in love this morning that I hope help you. If you're in a place where maybe you feel distant, maybe you feel disconnected, maybe you're frustrated with person or persons, and it keeps happening over and over again, and that just seems like it's normal for you. Like, this is life now, that I'm just frustrated all the time, overwhelmed by anxiety. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to encourage you to check this relationship. Check your relationship with the Lord. Check your relationship with Jesus. Maybe you drifted off course because, listen, life happens, and I understand that. But getting back to this relationship with Jesus, knowing how much He loves you, how much you are loved, that is a firm foundation. Listen, I've, been, I've tried to live life many, many years ago on that shifting sand without the Lord. Anybody ever done that before? I tried to live life with that as my foundation, that shifting sand, and I could do everything. I can make it happen. I can do this. And it just didn't work. And I needed something. It comes from your relationship with Jesus. Romans 15, a couple of verses before what we just read. This is verse 5, Romans 15, 5. It says, now may God, the source of great endurance and comfort, grace you with unity among yourselves. Here we go. Which flows from your relationship with Jesus, the anointed one. That unity, that relationship, that graciousness, that love for one another flows from our relationship with Jesus. Cultivate this. Cultivate that relationship with Jesus. Listen, honestly, give the Lord a few minutes, like Faith said, every morning. 
to listen to those prayers. Have someone pray over you for three minutes in the, in the app. Use the app. Start your day off right. Remind, remind yourself, oh, I am loved. That's right. He, he did write that scripture with me in mind. I am loved. I am valued. Got to be reminded of the beauty of the relationship with Jesus. And if you're struggling for some reason, look at that. Cultivate that. Focus yourself in, there, in that. And the things of this life will become better. If you're in a stressed place, if you're in a place where you're, where you're, you're bitter, if you're, you're, you're hurt, cultivate that relationship with the Lord. Read His promises over you. Get, in, get, a little bit, get into the Bible a little bit deeper. Listen to these prayers. Listen to worship music that says how good God is. And it'll absolutely change the way you think. Sometimes it's, sometimes we get off course. We, we try to figure out what's wrong. I know, I know athletes are often told, uh, get back to the basics. Right? If, you, if you're a basketball player and you miss all the key free throws at the end of the game, what do you do? You stay after practice, and you shoot a 1,000 free throws. Back to the basics. I, I grew up playing tennis, and one of the basics, basic things for tennis that will wreck you is footwork. If your footwork's not right, everything's wrong. Back to the basics. Let's get back to the basics. That's, that's easy, okay? Back to the basics. Okay, uh, reading the Word, listening to some music, community. It's, I mean, you could simplify. If you need to simplify life, simplify it. Get into the Word. Get into community. And it'll change. You can look at, athletes look at footwork, balance, communication, conditioning, all those things. If they're not right, everything goes off. Everything goes off. You're not as fast as you want to be. You're not as strong as you want to be. You can't last on the court as long as you need to. Because all those, one of those things is off or all of them are off. And what we do is we look up in, in, in life and we, and we realize, hey, I've been, I've been trying to do this myself for way too long. I've been trying to do this. Lord, I'll let you know when I need you. You're still over there, right? I'll let you know when I need you. I got this. Financial stresses. I got it. I'll crunch the numbers, Lord. I, there's a testimony of a great friend of ours that's, that said he was trying to crunch the numbers week after week after week because they had, uh, they had had a wreck in one car and didn't have enough money to buy another car. And it was just, and he had a, a new baby and it, life was just hard. And he said, he said, I was crunching the numbers, numbers for weeks. And he said, I pulled up to a stop sign one morning going to work. And he said, I just put my hands on the steering wheel and said, I can't do this, Lord. I cannot do it anymore. I'm sick of this. I can't do it. And the Lord said, boom, and spoke to him and said, do this. Use this money for that. Pay off this. And there's a payment for a new car for your family. And it worked. But as long as we keep the Lord over here at a distance, Lord, I can figure this out. I, can, I got this relationship thing. I can, I can fix this. I can make it right. In our own strength, that causes us to drift off course. We're going to finish up in, in uh, John chapter 17, which is one of the most beautiful chapters in the whole Bible because it, it opens with Jesus praying for himself, for strength for himself and for 
and, and thanking God that he was one with God. And then he prays for the disciples a few verses later, and he thanks God that he and the disciples and the Lord are one in, in unity and in harmony. Then the third section says he prays, well, it says he prays for the church, but I want to read this to you because this is powerful. We'll be in John chapter 17, verse 20. And Jesus says this, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Isn't that beautiful? He's talking about the people that don't even know him yet. He's talking about the people who don't even know that there's life-changing, miraculous power through him. And he says, he says, I want, I'm not praying for, the, for just the disciples or just me, Lord, but for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me. Get this, and I in you, right? There's this beautiful harmony working. That they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. Does that speak something to you? It really, it, it ministered to me in the thought of, Listen, people that don't, your family members, your coworkers, your friends that don't know who Jesus is, he's praying that they would know who Jesus is through you. Through how you view one another, how you interact with one another, how unified and loving you are to one another. And the glory which you gave me, I've given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, but they may be made perfect in one. Here we go. That the world may know that you have sent me, that he is the Christ, and have loved them as you have loved me. He's praying that people that don't know who he is will know how much they are loved by God. Because... We love, our, because we're loved by him. Wow. If that isn't unity, I don't know what is. This beautiful, God-given, God-breathed, God-inspired unity that is ours to guard can change lives. It's important for us to speak the love of God, to view others the way God views them. Because why? Because it affects the world out there. Yeah. It truly does. And this, listen, this is positive pressure from, from me. This is positive pressure. This is just a reminder of how much you're loved. This, this, um, how your love needs to bleed out into every area of your life. Maybe for years you've been scared to say something to that coworker about, you know, that struggles all the time. It, it may take... It may just be as simple as, hey, man, listen, I, I don't know a lot, but I know that God loves you. And I know that your best days are ahead. And I really feel like I should pray for you. Would that be okay? Maybe it's that simple. Maybe you don't have to sit him down and take up an offering and preach a three-point sermon. It's just the love. It's this love that we're supposed to be pouring out. The world needs to see how much we love each other so that they can know they're loved. That's what that scripture says. They'll know how much they're loved by God by a peek into this life, into this church, how this church interacts with the city. Unity 
absolutely speaks. Unity speaks. It's incredible. It's incredible. So I've been sent here just to remind you how much you are loved. You know, and I, and I want to pray for you right now. And if, if you're sitting in this place or maybe you're watching online and you and you maybe you've forgotten how much God loves you or maybe you don't even know how much God loves you. Maybe listen, we want people to know Jesus. We want people to know Jesus in this house. because Jesus is the answer. And his love for you is unfathomable. It's, it's hard to wrap our human minds around how much he loves us. But sitting here listening to me today, you need to know that he loved you so much he gave up his life for you. Willingly. Many, many, many times he could have walked away. Yet he didn't. For the joy that was set before him, that is you. The joy that, is, that was set before him is you. And so this morning, if you've, if you've never said, I, geez, I need Jesus in my life, I need a fresh start, I need a second chance, I don't know where to go from here, I want to pray for you. And I would just ask you just to maybe just slip your hand up, and I'll pray. Thank you, Lord. God, I thank you for this beautiful vision, this beautiful picture of unity that comes from you into our lives. Lord, as, as Paul reminded us that this unity is ours to guard. It's not a place we're headed, a place we're scrambling to in times of, of uh, worry. It is a place that is ours. And so, Lord, this morning, those that are in this place or watching online, as, as we're together, I thank you, Lord, those that are that are feeling disconnected, feeling distant, feeling heartbroken, feeling frustrated, maybe full of disappointment or full of anger. Lord, I just pray that you minister peace to them right now. The peace that surpasses all understanding will guard their hearts and their minds because of what Jesus has done. He revolutionized history. He gave up himself willingly for his friends, the Bible says. And I thank you, God, this morning that this church is flowing in a beautiful unity. That we see each other as worthy and as valuable as you see them. That this atmosphere would be so beautiful and, and actually contagious to those looking in from the outside, that they would say, I have to be there. Yeah. Friends and family members and coworkers would say, remind me about where you go to church again because I need to go. I thank you, Lord. We, we just declare right now that people will come to this place, to your house, Lord, from the north, south, east, and west. That this would be the house of miracles this would be the place where they find answers to broken hearts, where depression flees and cancer is healed. The house of miracles because Jesus is here. Lord, we declare today as your people in unity that we will make a point to love each other so that the world will know how much you love them. They would look at us and say, as the church, 
they are so loved. God must love. He's got to love me. I thank you, God, for this beauty. I thank you, Lord, that you're, even this morning, people that are sitting in this place, you're wrapping your loving arms around them, comforting them, moving them forward in life together, better together. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.